listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. <laughs> I still, every time, I'm waiting Maybe for you to say your own name. the new year I'll be something different. I mean, I can't wait to see what you give us. We're getting so, so close. I know. And, but also, you keep us on our toes. So we thank you for that here. You're welcome. Guys, we're your resident best friends here to help you along your relationship journey. Just think of us as your very own little fun elves. Cute. Bringing joy to the process and sprinkling elf love dust all over the place. Because, you guys, let's be real. It takes a village to date. We all know this. You can't do it alone. And we are your dating community. We bring you this show weekly with our stories, tips, and expert guests to help you navigate the complicated world of dating and relationships. So help us in the podcast world by doing your part and rating our show and leave comments about what you think. Like maybe Santa will bring you extra presents if you do that or something. You'll be on the nice list. Mm-hmm. And you can find us if you want to leave comments on the nice list at It's Complicated Podcast. If you guys are having trouble getting new episodes every week, we know you have to unsubscribe and then resubscribe again because iTunes is complicated just like our show. But once you do that, you're going to get everything sent right to you. All your all of our latest shows. It's so easy. And also now we're on Spotify. We've been there for a little bit. So find us there. Tell a friend. Share. We're on all of the platforms. So Merry Christmas to you all. Happy holidays. Um, but we love seeing you guys comment and rate and sharing thoughts and and um, relationship stories with us. So keep doing that, please. We love seeing our growing audience. We want to bring you some fabulous offers, and all of it just keeps everything running here for us. So contribute to the village, and uh, we'll put you on the nice list, and Santa will probably bring you something awesome. Amazing. I mean, what's better than awesome things? Nothing. Um, Today we have an awesome guest. It's actor, producer, and director Emerson Collins, who's joining us to discuss the practice of saying yes, couching the crazy, and learning to face conflict the right way this holiday season. So many great little gems in there. Emerson Collins is an actor, producer, and director, like we said, and he is known for four seasons of Bravo's The People's Couch. And also Rent on Fox earlier this year. So he produced and starred in the films A Very Sordid Wedding and Southern Baptist Sissies, Sorted Lives, the series for Logo, and the national tour of Southern Baptist Sissies, starring Delta Burke. He directed uh, Del Shores, a one-man play, and the film Six Characters in Search of a Play, coming to Broadway HD in December. So many exciting things. So many productions and acting. He's like a triple threat. Yeah. So we can't wait to get him in here and... Listen to all of his lovely advice, especially around the holiday season. Things get crazy, like everything gets crazy. So we need all the advice we can get. And he's just on it. He is. And you know what? Uh, Speaking of on it, I was not (laughs) on it on Thanksgiving. In fact, I was quite out of it. Um, I had the flu on Thanksgiving, like the stomach flu, I guess. And it's been going around like wildfire. Everyone I know has had it. It's been... A nightmare. Um, it really just knocked me out. So I spent the entire day on Thanksgiving um, watching every Hallmark movie and Netflix movie known to man. You know my favorites. Yeah. So 
I don't know if it was so horrible aside from like maybe the fever, the chills, the achy body, the inability to move or eat anything. But I did get to watch all my favorite things, nap with the dog. It was like raining here in L.A. So I just had a cozy day. And then um, Friday when I started feeling better, I ordered myself a Thanksgiving sandwich because I was like, I will not miss Thanksgiving. No one can take it from me. No. So I had it the next day and I online shopped for Black Friday all day from my couch. It was brilliant. Um, and then I headed up, I head up to, uh, San Francisco where I spent the weekend and I swiped like crazy. And How by the was way, it? uh, there are really attractive people up there. Also, people want to meet you really quickly. Again, when you tell them that you're only in town for a short while and they are super excited about getting to know you. Do you think that's it? Do you think that it's because you're only in town for a short while or do you think it's the city? Because I feel like San Francisco is a little more fast paced. I think then. probably it's the city because I never have that happen in L.A. And like I could lie in my profile yeah. and say I'm from somewhere else in L.A. and people probably wouldn't even give it damn they'd be like yeah oh well oh. I guess I'm not gonna see her then well you're yeah. past the 405 so toodaloo Ugh. so yeah I think it was an interesting um experiment again and you know San Francisco is so close and you were actually there and so I have friends that live there now so I'm gonna maybe just you know be by city and by you know, <laughs> by Californian because it's like northern and southern are basically exactly. two separate states so I'm gonna go back and forth and maybe pick up some dates every time I do I like that idea. And well, you know what? There's a silver lining. I mean, while everyone was stuffing their faces with like food and feeling gross and bloated after like you were just relaxing in a bed. I was. I did, so. though, feel pretty gross. But yes. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but still, I felt like barfing the night after Thanksgiving. So I went up to San Francisco for Thanksgiving and somehow avoided the holiday traffic, which was just, I think, a Christmas miracle. Um, but... It was, I felt like I was going to barf after Thanksgiving because I ate so much and then the very next day. So I also felt like I was going to barf like in the middle of the night. I think I just, just had too much stuffing. I stuffed my face with stuffing, which is like literally my favorite food ever. It's the best. Well, did you make anything? I made macaroni and cheese, which was also good. And then my mom made her stuffing, which is like my favorite thing. Because it's the same. I don't like, don't put fucking raisins in the stuffing. No, just bread and in butter the, and, and the onions. Celery and, and the onions the and like it. the spices. That's all we need. Um, but it was nice because I've talked about this before. I kind of have a little blended family happening. And then my immediate family is also kind of blended. So it was nice to, nice to spend the holidays with that like step siblings and their kids and like uh, anyway it was just cool to see how that kind of dynamic works and how it's very normal not that I never I mean I guess when I was younger I probably felt like it wasn't normal like that my parents were separated or divorced and like I but now it's you know you get into it you can see how normal it is and if you're dating somebody that's got that situation happening like it's very common it's very I think um, yeah so it was it was cool to just be in that. And it's fun, you know, Bella and James blend well with my family and all. So, you know, it was great. It was a nice little trip. Lovely. Yes. And of course, we're back in L.A. and yes. it's raining and all. I things. love that. It actually feels like a season, which is cool. I know. Finally. Um, so tis the season before we get into everything. Obviously, it's time for our nightcap. Yes. Dr. Holiday. Woo-hoo. Tonight, we're talking about holidays and we're also talking about crazy. And both both of these things combined can sometimes equal too much indulgence in the madness. Yes. So if you want to take a break from the Christmas sauce before the parties come in full force, 
And obviously, you know, we support you loving your liver. Yeah. But we want to still treat ourselves because we don't want to deprive ourselves just because we're potentially detoxing from yeah. the alcohol. So that's why tonight we're drinking Dr. Zevia. Yeah. Uh, is that how you say it? Well, I think it might be Zevia, but Zevia, how sassy you guys! Um, it's legit, and it's the all-natural, no-calorie soda that, like Lauren said, legit tastes like Dr. Pepper, but without the bad stuff. So detox your little heart out while still enjoying yourself. And when you're ready to get back on the wagon or sleigh, Ooh. mix it with some vodka, like I probably will, which is usually what the doctor ordered. So yay! Cheers. Cheers. We're saying yes to no more holiday relationship stress. Welcome to the show, Emerson. Hey. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. So are we. It is yeah. the season. It is. It's about really, yes. it's all happening. Has anyone else felt like it's just every part of your life is crazy right now because of the holidays? Like it trickles down. Yes. I mean, the holiday, like the gift that keeps on giving thing, yeah. like it stop giving. Yeah. Like right. I've got enough. It's enough. Enough things in my life, enough things taking up my time. Right. Calm down. I what know. I could use is more time. Give Correct. me the gift of that. Correct. How do we do that? I don't know because I constantly, even right now doing this show, feel like I have to race through it because someone is timing me to get through all of my activities before the holidays start yeah. so that you can try and relax. But then that's stressful too because you're like racing around all your obligations, wrapping presents, getting last minute it's- gifts. It's the world's worst deadline, but wrapped in a bow. Totally, right? It's like, oh, yeah, it's so pretty. No, you have to finish everything by this date. It is kind of deceiving because, like, it feels really stressful and there's, like, a lot of things and deadlines. But, like, everything looks pretty and it's, like, sparkly and there's lights and, like, presents and Christmas music. But you're like, no. Like you're so stressed inside. And oh also like, have a good time. Look great. Having a good time. Be sure you're there smiling and happy and make 30 cameos. It's, uh, no, it's, no, that's too much. Yeah. I, I will say I'm here for a season that has a word called tinsel. Oh, yeah. Like Christmas is a little bit gay. I mean, it is a little bit it gay. It is. I think. And I love everything about tinsel, the sparkly all, lights and the sparkly everything. Tinsel needs to like, it's so I love the way it looks, but the idea of it is so like cheesy. But like then when it's on the tree, it's like pretty. You're like, oh, that's lovely. No, it's like literally a representation of me. Like a totally <laughs> useless thing that's like oh. glittery and pretty. And you're like, oh, I'm so glad it's there. But if it wasn't, you wouldn't notice. And it'd be oh hard to God. clean up. <laughs> but it is really glittery and pretty though. Like in A Christmas Story, that movie that they play on TBS like over and over again. I on hate cr- It's so good. They ha- It's movie. like in the 40s. Same. And oh, you do, what? Yeah. At my house, we do Christmas like a sport. Like growing up, as a family, we sang in four-part harmony, Stop. singing carols together, and playing handbells. Are you adopting? You're welcome. <laughs> Whoa. Like, it is the only sport I play is Christmas. I mean, what? So, okay, so you're extra pumped right now. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm definitely into it. Like, love it. Love all the things. I do, too. What is your holiday like? Like, walk us through the day. Well, it's not a day. <laughs> is it like, like the whole thing? I was in a Christmas pageant growing up at the church <gasps> I grew up going I that cannot. started rehearsals in August. Shut the fuck so up. So, until I was 12, Christmas was the third of the year so it was like yeah four months of the year yeah so like when does christmas start like august 27th and it was houston texas so it's 100 degrees outside and you're like in the car learning melodies to christmas songs like what so a christmas pageant that was just like singing it it was at our church and there was two acts the second act was always the bible story there was a 45 minute 500 voice choir in the middle of it there were 20 performances in the month of december it was televised on nbc shut your mouth 90 like this is hardcore Christmas. 50 sheep, a camel stop through the church. Wait, like real <gasps> animals. Yeah. What? Like, I just got one chills. of my earliest memories go. is being like five years old and stepping on like sheep doo doo on the stage at the church that uh-uh. I grew up at. I 
that's like wow you just made my christmas look real lame well i i made a list of activities i want to do because i'm like the biggest hallmark fan ever and like i'm like i want to make do all these like things where i go look at decor and then i go and i go on a cute romantic date with a sleigh ride where i don't know where we're gonna find that maybe i go ice skating yeah but i have to go to the mall to do that so i'm like these are very um not hallmarky but my la version we have a female uh, we have an email family group thread of like the Christmas activities plan for like Ooh. the days that we're all in town together. Because, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, all month of December. But now it's like, okay, we're home these five days. So this is this evening. And then we're going to go do this. And then it's we're going like to go see the lights at this place. And then we're going to go caroling this night. And also my dad's a music minister to church. So we'll be sure we're there and get the picture in front of the poinsettias. Oh, my God. It's like a full like, on itinerary. But I want that. Oh, 100. Okay, think, wait. I'm going to plan that for me. So then when it comes to like dating, first of all, what's your relationship status? Taken taken uh, six years next weekend Ooh, oh. so wait now you met your miracle. you met your significant other during the holidays uh, what i was just going to ask you is how do they blend in or in the past even any other relationships how do they blend in with the, i would be super into it if i was dating you but like what if some people are like uh what the fuck too much christmas yeah. well you know like the upfront things you have to accept about people like right. that's definitely one and mine yeah. is it is not the biggest fan of christmas shall okay. we say so like we've been on a compromised journey of like, no, look, it's like like coaxing out a skittish kitten, right? It's like, <laughs> no, it'll be fine. I promise you'll have fun. The lights are pretty. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. Oh no my God. Gonna, like it's like I'm inviting him to an orgy and I'm like, no, it'll be fine. Like, yeah, we have a safe word. We have a safe word. If you look at me, you know, we can always leave. It'll all be fine. Oh my God, I love it. Well, if he doesn't want to go, I'll go. But I it won't. is definitely on the like, if that could be a deal breaker, not on my end, but for somebody else. Like, just know. But what it's, if it's serious? But what if they told you, like, yeah. nah, I'm not interested? Or, hey, I'm going to go with my family. You go with yours. Would you be like, no, we go to my family? Well, no, like- the, the where is okay. I mean, it, it is like, we do have to get there. We've done several years of the flying on Christmas Day, like Christmas morning with my family fly here Christmas evening with his family. <gasps> yeah, I've wow. done that before too. All in one day. It's uh-huh. actually great. Nobody flies on Christmas and the people and that are cheaper. either like don't want to get where they're going or they're like thrilled to be leaving it's, where they're leaving. Yeah, it's the actually lovely. It's an easy travel day actually yeah. and it is a good compromise because morning and evening like there are two almost separate things on Christmas like you're opening presents and then it's like the dinner and the thing so it can feel like you're getting to be part of both. You can make it work. Yeah. Make it work I like that um okay well how did you guys so yeah. how did you meet because it was during the holidays so no oh. so our date anniversary is different than our sex anniversary oh. is different than our meet anniversary wait a minute hold on wow. I don't have any of these things I don't oh well my yes, date I mean my those date, aren't words that should exist but my, they're still descriptively helpful no my, they do exist my celebrate date, everything we believe that my date anniversary is the same as my sex anniversary so right. whoopsie so that's easy to remember. well done I, I mean, mean that is just Hey, that's look, just efficient. The thing about like dating as you get older than 22, <laughs> like ride the bike before yeah. you like ride Hello. it. Like, no, I know because right. like if that's not going to work, you know, at 20, if you've never had sex with anybody and you meet somebody and you get married to them and you're both virgins, good for you. You have no idea what's out there. Right. If you've had some, <laughs> yeah. you know what you like exactly. and you know what can be like shifted to work better and what can't. And there are some things you're like, that is never going to work. And it's also, yes, even on that, I completely agree. Even on just the physical standpoint of like, I don't like, and sometimes you can maybe get sex for the first time can be a little awkward or whatever, but also it's like a chemistry read too. It's not just like whether you like the way they move or the way they touch you or whatever, but it's also just like that. Sometimes you're like, Ooh, now I know that doesn't feel right. Or, Oh wow. I feel like better about uh, whatever it helps you. I don't want this person to ever lay their hands on me. Correct. Yeah. I think it's, you need to know. And you can try it out. 
Yeah. Try and it when out. is up to your personal styling choices. So but we I were agree. the way we met. We were booked to sing on a show together in Palm Springs. And a friend of ours, Scott Nevins, that was on the people's couch with me, he has a shamrock shake party at McDonald's what? every year on St. Patrick's Day. I want to be invited. Wait a minute. You can have my invite. Okay. Um <laughs> it's hilarious, but it also like weird and ridiculous. Super weird and funny. I so love we this. met for the first time at that, sort of, in the sense that it was like, hi, this is Blake, hi, this is Emerson, and then we like didn't speak. But wait, though, I have to ask you this, because we talk about this all the time on our show, like instant chemistry or not, or slow build, or blah, blah, blah. What did you feel when you first met Blake, you said? Yeah. How did, would you, was it just like, oh, hi? No, the first was, wow, you're hot, but wow, you could also be a lot. Yeah. Like behind your sunglasses <laughs> on the patio at this McDonald's, a little bit over it. <laughs> Okay. And he had a boyfriend at the time. Okay. So there oh, was definitely yeah. no. So you didn't really even okay. consider yeah. it. You were just like, observe, like it, it was, was more about, I recognize you exist. Right. I see and that you was as it. a handsome man. The end. Got it. So, but then we met, met the weekend we went to perform all in Palm Springs and he's a great entertainer, great performer. So that's appealing. I'm definitely a talent whore. That's <laughs> that. definitely a turn on. Absolutely. If I'm good at something, it makes me so much more attracted. Well, because the flip side is true as well as entertainers. If you see someone you're interested in perform and you don't think they're good, it's <gasps> never going to work. Because of death. Because you can't spend your whole life lying. And it may not be that they're bad for whatever, but if they their talent doesn't work for you, yes. there is no coming back from that. Completely no. agree. Because how do you support like their passion if you're like, I don't agree with, it doesn't do it for me. Or even if other people love it, they could be hugely successful and yeah. you'd be like, I don't, don't like this. Totally. Right. It's just another form of a turnoff, which yes. can come in many, many, agree. Okay. So he was like facets. more attractive to you after that. Yeah. And we, and we had a lot of fun I actually got to know each other and hung out all weekend, but still had this boyfriend. So then it was a couple of months later. Um, he did the Insta stalking, like liking the scantily clad photos. Ooh. So I text our Sending mutual message. friend and I was like, is he still with that shoe bedazzler? Because ex, <laughs> that's what he did. Whoa. And he was like, I that's think so. Thing. Okay. And I said, well, I don't, think it's going well <laughs> yeah because them. yeah they had broken up and we actually connected on okcupid <gasps> first of Stop all things it. i loved okcupid in my like dating phase because yeah. and this tells you a lot about you me. like you liked it too didn't oh no plenty no. of fish no okay. what i liked about it wasn't like chatting with people i love taking the questions quizzes no i did like that i part. loved that i answered like two thousand questions or something absurd yes because i was like i'm just fascinated by like oh yeah i can tell what this says about people and like mm-hmm. this is interesting and yeah. how did you frame that question and why are there 18 questions about do you like riding roller coasters right but i like loved that part of it and i was fascinated by the you match this much with this person and also you like don't the yeah. negative number right. as well so i loved it i mean i didn't go on a date from it ever but that is where he was like, but that's I'm funny. single. But then you recognized him on OkCupid, yeah, though. Yeah, then he hit me up there. Yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, okay, we're both available. Right. Oh. That was the clear sign. Hopefully, it's not always the case. Yeah, oh, you, yeah I mean, listen. Like, hey. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the rules of your life, but if you're here, I'm assuming you're available to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That is a good standard. I love that by. story. <laughs> I also like that you guys kind of like knew each other in a small way, at least he wasn't a complete stranger, which is also fine. I'm just saying I kind of like that you guys also had a little bit of a history. Like third yes. time's a charm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even after that, and then the reason I say like date anniversary, actual anniversary, is because I was touring with a film that I produced called Southern Baptist Sissies, uh, currently streaming on Broadway HD, Ooh. Um, uh, to film festivals when we first started hanging out and my last relationship had ended and I just needed a break. And I actually said... I'm kind of a mess and I let my ex kind of have a lot of our gay friends. I literally need 
gay friends. And I will mess this up quickly if mm. we pursue this. And you seem really great and we should be friends, but also we should have sex. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So we did those two things separately together for quite some time. Okay. Until it was finally like, okay, let's make it a thing. And also, I said, there's a lot of things I now know about myself, know about what I want in a relationship, and I'd rather talk about those things while we're not exclusive, while we're not dating, where there isn't the pressure of, we have to solve this tonight to go to bed and wake <gasps> totally. up tomorrow. Oh my God, you gave yourself time That's and space. To say, you know, this is but what you, I know I need. This is what I can give. This is what I like. But you talked about it with him, though. Yes, oh, absolutely. But it was no pressure but because there you weren't. Because yeah. we weren't, you know, we're together, we're exclusive, we're dating, where it's, oh, if this doesn't it agree, wasn't a puzzle. it's a problem. It's just a talking about what we think we want and need and had some really good complicated discussions that you have when you're dating after you've dated long term before but no pressure because it could also still you both don't have to be aligned because in this case you guys were not trying to say this is a relationship you were just having yes and found and work and talk through some things that would have been much more intense if we were together together bigger stakes yeah yeah that said okay well if we're going to build and grow and develop this sort of together these foundational things you know like are you a morning person Right, right. No, seriously, that's one of my deal breakers I learned. Wait, like, what is it for you? Do you have I, to? No, I am not a morning person. Oh. So if you are going to wake up at 5 a.m. and be like, oh, let's look at the sunset and go for a hike. You're like. That isn't like, oh, yeah, you go do it by yourself. That's like a deal breaker. You're like, for goodbye. me, oh, wow. which sounds absurd, right? But we learn those things about ourselves where it's it's not just you're going to go do that. It's going to actually annoy me. Yeah, right. I can see that. I'm, I'm an entertainer, late night shows, late night things. And also the flip side, I'm up till two or three in the morning. Yeah. Those things you learn after your first relationships that aren't just about like, are you hot? Is the chemistry good? Do you like to eat at the same restaurants? You know, it's like the details like the, of yes. that. No, because that ends up starting to build like frustration and resentment. Like I'm tired because you wake me up every morning at 6 a.m. We're on totally different schedules like yeah. that. I just stayed with a girlfriend and she was saying that um, actually about her boyfriend that she's like, the one thing I really cannot get on board with is that he wants to stay out and stay up late and like oh, he gets yeah. mad when I fall asleep while we're binge watching things but like I just I wake up so early to do all my things before work that I cannot do it and she's like I don't know how to fix this and I was like get more rooms in your house I don't really know at this point yeah. you live together and you're on this path so. yeah there's probably ways to work through it but if you know about yourself like this is a deal breaker for me like I just it doesn't work for me and I've tried it and it just doesn't then it's good to be upfront. and it's actually kind of like you were saying Emerson I mean for you it worked that you and Blake were both open with like where you were at in life when you met and that you were like able to talk about that and then continue to talk about like how you were moving together, like slow or fast or whatever that was. But some people, it would be hard to do that. But maybe try to change your perspective and take some of the pressure off yourself and think about having a conversation without any of those risks. Even if you have feelings for someone, like maybe you're just like, okay, what if I was just having this conversation just to have it? Like, let's just talk about logistics. We don't need to get all like emotional about it. And then it might be easier to express how you're really feeling and listen to how the other person's feeling without being like, I'm going to cry now or disappointed or weird expectations or whatever. Totally. Well, and, and it goes back to communication styles, right? Because I'm a fixer. I'm definitely a, an over communicator, an over talker, as you can tell. No way. No, but, and, and it becomes <laughs> I like that. less about though, as you get older, there being a right or wrong way to do things. It's knowing how you do things. And there are things about ourselves. Some things can be shifted to be compatible with somebody and some things are core 
behaviors, right? Like there are some things you can't change. And so for me, I knew if I'm in a relationship, my goal in the conversation is always solution, right? Fix. So it's for me, it was about taking that pressure off. And he laughs and we laugh about it now. We were so exclusive for that whole six months. Sure. Touring the country thinking, hey, I'm the star of a movie. Maybe I'll get to hook up while I'm in town. And I'm running back to the hotel to talk to him for three hours. Of course. But, but it made it easier for me to get there addressing, you know, damage and lessons from previous relationships. Not feeling like I have to feel this certain way about this person because you made me you weren't ready, even though you naturally felt that way anyway. You didn't feel like you had to. I That's the worst thing for me in a relationship. Personally, I hate feeling pressured either way. Like if I feel like a guy really likes me a lot and I'm not there yet, it stresses me out or vice versa. Well, also the thing about like the pressure of the relationship expectations, like people say, oh, if, you know, we put a label on it, it's going to change things so much. But I mean, people can do what they want regardless of a label. But all of a sudden you see people start to adapt to this little weird world of expectations and they're like, oh, we always are supposed to have plans if we're in a relationship or we're supposed to do this or it should look this way or sound this way because that's what you think of in a relationship. Um, And then those weird like boxed in items like make you, I think kind of have the, like an anxiety about every step, like the conversations and the weighted pressure of like, well, how do we talk about our lifestyle? We have to make this work because we've already committed to this relationship and shouldn't he want to do what I want to do or want to make me happy because that's what a boyfriend or a significant other should do just because the labels. But I think, Furthermore, what is important here is time. Yeah. You gave yourself the gift of time. And so we were talking about the holidays and how you feel like you're rapidly getting through things to check things off. I'm trying to like go on dates so I have someone to have a New Year's date with. So I'm like, shit, I got to fit in this many dates so I can get to a place where I can say, are you free for New Year's without it being weird on date one? Maybe you need to take the pressure off yourself. I mean, I know it's hard. That is hard, though, because it's like if that's what you ultimately want, you're not. It's like you can't just tell yourself, "Okay, take the pressure off. And like, I'm not going to fucking care anymore. Like, obviously you do. But. I don't know. I, I mean, I remember feeling this way. I was single for a long time. And like, I'm like, how I used to always say, how do I trick myself into thinking that I don't want to find somebody? Because when you don't really aren't really looking, that's when you find someone air quote, like, right. but it's you can't, you can't really do that. But I think it's just like, teetering the fence. So like, sometimes checking yourself and being like, okay, take the pressure off today. Like maybe it's just a daily thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cause anxiety is the weirdest thing. And I definitely have intense anxiety and have best little boy in the world syndrome. That's a very common like gay boy thing. What does like, that mean? Yeah. What does that it's mean? It's sort of the, the idea that, you know, t- to hiding in the closet, a lot of gay people, queer people, did everything else as perfectly as possible, <gasps> knowing that there was like a terrible skeleton in the closet sure. they could oh. never like overcome. It's so you're like overachieving. Yes, overachieving, like over succeeding so that if and when that shoe dropped, you could be like, but look, I did everything but else everything exactly else right perfect. the way you're supposed wow. to. Wow. Perfectionism, you know, across all people, but, but that, that could that's be, a specific. But it could look, I mean, I could see how it would be if you were closeting your sexuality. That's a major <laughs> part of who you are. But it could also manifest itself in other people who aren't closeting like a sexual thing. Maybe they're closeting like a, who knows what, any secret. But yeah. I could see that, like yeah. where you try to make everything else look perfect and anxiety just gets in the way of actually finding what you're looking for and that whole like oh stop caring about it and then it'll come to you is the worst way to say your confidence in who you are 
draws, you know, things and people to you. Like, it's just such a better way to look at the same thing. Yeah. Right. Because telling yourself, don't think about wanting to be with somebody. That's stupid. Right. It's like also going to meditate and being like, okay, don't think. Don't yeah. think. Right. Don't think. Yeah. Still don't think. Why are you still thinking? Clear Stop your thinking. mind is the worst thing you could say right. to me personally. Yeah, me Clear too. your mind. Oh my God, I just thought of a thousand things because you told me not to think about <laughs> Mine anything. Mine is relax. Just relax. And then I'm like, well, why wouldn't I relax? And then I start thinking of the list of things that I can't relax about. Yeah. I do the same thing in a massage. I'm like, okay, it's time to relax. Am me I relaxed too. yet? How many more minutes do I have to relax? Me too. Will I get there? I have to relax now. Am I relaxed? Uh-oh, I think I'm not relaxed if yeah. I'm still thinking yeah. about relaxing. Too much pressure. I've been learning Too much more pressure. to say the things out loud. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> like, not like quite that bluntly, but like, oh, I just met you. And like, I find saying the thing in a sort of funny way, like, I've sat down at almost every date and like, this is so weird. This was early in my conversation. Really? To just acknowledge, I'm feeling weird about this. Okay. Dating is the weirdest thing. It's you're auditioning for a show and casting a show at the same time. Oh my God, <gasps> good call. That's so you know, smart. So it's like you show up to do a song and dance, but also you're judging the other person's performance and you're trying to figure out if you're doing the same show together. Yeah. Like judging and being judged and like, but also like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Like, really? oh, like, do I open with the like 11th hour ballad or do I, are you the person that wants like the peppy opening number? You know, yeah. it's all also oh weird. And then it's you so also, much work. Yes. And then you feel bad too because you're like, I want them to like me, but like now I'm judging them. So it's like this weird thing where you're trying to like be nice, but you're also trying to be honest with yourself. And <sighs> I just started kind of saying those things. And that's not for everybody, but dating is about finding what works for you showing yourself. And mine is rather than pretending the perfect which was so hard for me after a while, it was saying the thing. So, so like, well, you definitely say a lot of things because you you are on the people's couch. So, I mean, yes. I'm, yes, talking is one of, is, my, is my, maybe my only talent. I mean, it's, it's all a of great our- talent, though. So, like, do you think, though, that there's ever a point where, like, you could be too much of an overshare on a date, like that it puts somebody off? Yes. Or have, has anyone ever done that to you? Yes, but I go to do the things, right? Do the six month in things at the beginning so that you're not six months later discovering I'm a talker. I'm going to be say, what does that look mean? I literally ask that question. Oh, what? you say like what cool. was that? Oh, good. You know so good. when you I know somebody that. so well, and you're like, no, uh, uh, there. Yeah. No, I'm fine. You're not. So either yeah. tell me I don't want to talk about it right now, or tell me what it is. Exactly. But I definitely know. Don't say I'm fine. But cause... I'm a say the thing person. That isn't for everybody. But I'd rather know it on a first date. Yeah. With somebody. But it also might. You're not, not into my overtalk, overshare. Great. We know that. Let's go about our right. Because that's a deal breaker too. You're never it, not going to be that person. Yeah. No, or but you also have to know like I could not be that person who's going to over share but I could like someone who does so there's also that too like my communication style is different than what I like and sometimes it's the same thing and sometimes it's not but it's so you must have had to do a lot of this like practicing of like um hey this is how I'm feeling right now in the moment because you went through a phase where you said yes to like all of the dates I did okay so so what tell us about that that. why did you do it in one of my in-between phases at the end of my previous relationship it was like we'd been together a long time I've had three serious relationships and I date terribly I'm a rather intense person. Um, I feel like you'd be a good dater, but that's just my opinion. Well, I'm a great first date, but I don't understand the point of a second date if it's not, this could be serious. Sure. So that's sort of my, I don't do well at the like casually dating. Do you want to be with me or no? Like, are we working towards something or are we not? 
Because if not, I have other things to do. Agreed. <laughs> like, let's agree. be aggressively intense until the moment we discover this is not it and then part ways. I mean, I honestly don't really think there's anything wrong with that. No, but. it's committed. And not everybody's choice. But like, I know. They're like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll see you once this week and I'm kind of busy next. No. Oh, what are you doing? That's no. useless to me. Totally. Right? It's falling apart. I think maybe the sense of urgency is helpful for you. And also like kind of knowing somebody's on board and like focused on you it's an intense situation so and i'm i'm aggressive with people anyway like friendships conversations uh, that's part of me i sort of dive into everybody as if they're a swimming pool like hoping that it's like this deep bottomless thing and we just continue to explore and go through life together the challenge is not to break your neck when you dive in a kiddie pool totally um (laughs) and there are those but so i reached a point where with the apps and you know gay specifically apps for men who have sex with men are a little different and the the torso only photo phase where I was like, this is all exhausting and ruining my self-esteem. And so I said, maybe I don't know what I'm looking for, right? Maybe I like that what you I reflected on you for that. I'm yeah. looking for isn't or that I'm limiting people based on the whole, oh, like we only like pictures. You're attracted to what you're attracted to. Like pretending like that isn't the case is dumb. But I said, you know what? If anybody asks me out for the next six months, I'm saying yes. Now I am only agreeing to coffee because I'm not, crazy person sure Uh, but I will go out with anyone who says yes so for like six months I went on coffee dates two three times a week and I was pursuing like I was like I'm interested I'm asking them out so it was I'm not just saying like people were beating down my doors but it's (laughs) LA and coffee's easy sure um and it was a hilarious adventure in discovering what I really do like because I took out the oh I read your whole profile and I really paid attention and so I had some really great first dates great that were that it was like this was great but the chemistry isn't there you're really cool and neither of us is looking for new friends LA is a crazy town thank you goodbye and some terrible I dates. bet like what that well I'm annoyed by weird little things I had a guy like if I've already left for the place it's too late to tell me you're running late agree yeah. okay wait I totally like, agree within 30 minutes of this thing you knew yes. you knew you right. did know you live in LA you, you know how traffic I'm already in the car yeah. yeah and so I and I'm a perpetually early person I was here 20 minutes early and I live three minutes away <laughs> yeah because I'm terrified of being late and disappointing someone so I was there 20 minutes early and I'm sitting in my car oh my gosh running a little late no big deal fine can play on my phone the time starts. Oh my gosh, still 20 minutes away. No. It's like, uh-uh. I Coffee is like a 20-minute date practically. Now correct. you're like already- It's like hour and under. And also in LA, you get 15 minutes. Totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, anything after that, you didn't leave on time. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, let's just not. Let's try another day. You know? And he was like, no, I'm, all, I'm, I'm already on my way too. And I was like- You're like, I'm already here. Okay. What I wanted to say was, no, I'm annoyed. So nothing you can say in person. You're not going to recover. Unless we have sex in the bathroom is going to recover this. Yep. But I did it and should not have. It was an hour long (gasps) diarrhea of the mouth monologue. And I love, like, I love asking questions. I'm interested in almost everything. But I learn a lot in a date about how late into the date the person says, and what about you? Oh, Jen yeah. had one of those recently. I, all I walked but, out. I all but interview people because I'm like, I'm like, you're from where? Oh, and that's there. And what are you? Are you like mixing concrete? That's fascinating. Tell me what, <laughs> like literally anything. Sure. No, and the best kinds of dates are the ones where you start on a conversation and you're both so like captivated by whatever the other person is talking about that you lose train of thought. And yes. like how you started in that topic in the first place escapes you and you never actually finish any subject yes. at all because you just keep jumping around and yes. have so much to contribute. But on this both guy sides. just but 30 about minutes him. in, oh. if it has not occurred to you, as the other person in a 
conversation. In a scene, right. so yeah. to speak. In the Continuing scene. my audition yes, metaphor. Yes, I love it. To turn the question around, that tells me everything I need to know as well. You know? Of course. Oh, that, nope. That's a level of narcissism I nope. can't do. But it was that. And it was like, and I did this, and I flew here, and I did this. Oh, barf. And what you choose to lead off with about yourself says so much. Right. Like I what agree. you find to be impressive that you think What you want to tell me. Exactly. So I, then like what did if, you do after all this? Or how did no, you like at the end of eject it, I was, from this? At the end of it, I was like, thank you so much. You know, I, this was really interesting. <laughs> and I tried really hard not to lie. Like I would never say to someone, you know, had a great like, time. we should do this again. And I was like, you know, I didn't really feel the chemistry here. Yeah. And we're grownups. If you can't say that to someone's face, like, Agreed. what are you doing? Agreed. Right? And if the other person gets really upset by that, that's on you. And also another sim- like flag for you to be like, no thanks. It hurts. I definitely had people say it to me. I of mean, course. this parade of coffees definitely ended with other people saying, I'm not that interested. And I'm like, oh, I had a great time. Uh, yeah. You know, but that's grown up. And it like so upset, like texted me again later that night. I can't believe you don't want to hang out again. And I was like, hello, how can you not believe it? Sir. Well, like, what do you do you think then you're going to be like? Actually, now I do want to hang out with you because now you're fucking badgering. <laughs> You've convinced me. me. Yeah, that's <gasps> Guys, so weird. Wait, I have to tell you something. So this guy I went out with twice, like I don't know, many moons ago this year, probably. Um, <laughs> reached out to me like once after the show and was like, uh, "Are you still friend zoning me? I'm interested if you want to change where you put me." And I was like, "Nope, thank you though. You're so flattering." Reached out to me again this past weekend. Asked me if I was wifed up, which is so bizarre of a way to ask. And it's grotesque, I know, as an adult man with a child. And then I didn't write back, so he wrote, guess so, or something like that. Let it go. I'm not, if you, if I finally give in to you, it means that I am so desperate that I'm going to settle. Why would you you, want that? Congratulations, you beat me down. It is funny, though, that fine line between, like, the stories that end of someone pursuing someone who thought they weren't interested. I feel like Hallmark movies have ruined, like, <laughs> you know, and also in our culture and discussing, like, men not accepting, saying no, and that's certainly a thing in our queer culture as well. That Where is that line between a healthy confidence in give me a shot... And they like, you're badgering me, go away. Yeah. I, don't, I literally don't know I the don't answer. I don't know but either. Like, I can tell you the answer. If somebody tells you no and it's because they have personal things going on or it's the wrong time for them. Totally. But they're like, they gave you some signs of interest. Then maybe you reopen that door later because you're being, you're showing patience. You're showing you're still interested. You're showing sure. um, that you're understanding of whatever they're dealing with. But in this case, I literally said, I do not feel anything for you. And I feel friend vibes and got to yeah. go. That's not going to change. I'm all of a sudden not going to feel romantically toward him at all, especially when I'm being badgered. So it's pushing me even further in the totally. other direction. Yeah. 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 And my six months of yes ended when I was almost catfished. <gasps> oh. You're welcome. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. So then but I- what did you discover? I love this though. What did you, did you discover like things that you thought like, I'm sure you also were like, okay, all these things that I don't like now, I know I don't like. Like, I don't want a morning person. Like, I am sure of all these things that are like no's on my takeaways? list. But what was the one thing or a few things that you, people always talk about, oh, you're so picky or, you know, you like whatever, open your mind a little. Like, did, was there anything that you were like, I actually do kind of like that and I didn't think that I would. It's funny because I'd love to say that like I reached these great realizations. Mm. I didn't really. What it did was really reinforce and reaffirm things that you can't always tell till you go on a date with somebody that like humor is really important to me. Banter specifically. You know, can you play in a way that isn't like laced with truth? People talk about there's always truth in humor. I don't want that in my life. 
I want you to make jokes at my expense that are a hundred percent not based in reality. You know, does that make sense? You know, no, they're not totally. spirited. That they're are not genuinely, like a jab. genuinely playful. Yeah. You can even jab really hard at me if I know the core a, is not real. If you know that it's you can not make skinny the jokes truth. about me yeah. all day long. I <laughs> hate when people call certain, me skinny. Uh, be like, it's my cross to bear. Yeah. Jesus Christmas. Um, <laughs> good one. Good yeah, one. You're welcome. I'm bringing it back. Um, but no, but it did really enforce like that. That that specifically like. What is an hour-long conversation? Am I really amused? And everybody wants somebody funny or whatever. But that that was really important, but also to trust my visual stimulation. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I wasn't... The people that I went on dates where I was like, I'll just say yes, I don't feel that attracted. Like, I didn't have you never... anyone overcome that. Okay. And that's just real. Like, yeah. narcissism is real. Like, Absolutely. No. I eat with my eyes. Oh, my God. But that's... Um, yeah, but you I gave listen. yourself the chance to test theories and also to confirm things and I think that's super important like when people don't know themselves and they like go from one relationship to another but they like really just want the relationship versus the person yeah you gave yourself the opportunity to confirm what you're looking for and who you are in terms of like how you relate to people yeah Yeah. I think what you that's the most important I think the biggest trip up often is looking for a relationship not yeah. for a connection with a specific person that you hope grows into something. Agreed. And I feel like the way, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is the way to really discover that is like, I don't think anyone would disagree. It's like in person meeting and talking. Just go on the coffee dates. Go, don't put, we talked about pressure and all anxiety and all that. It's like way less pressure. We're just like, I'm going for an hour for coffee seeing someone in person seeing them in real life if you're attracted how the banter and all of that is that is you need to do that there's only so many texting facetime phone calls you can do like get out get in real life meet the person and feel it out i think that's very important well, i need to see the light in your eyes yeah, like yeah. that's it's that specific i need to hear the inflection while you make the joke i had to end so many text messages with strangers with that stupid winky face to Ugh. be like clearly joking like i feel like i need to put that at yeah. the end of yeah. things um but it is like until i can look you in the eyes and i feel that way about friends colleagues work you know until i can look you in the eyes in a conversation I don't know you, no matter right. how much I know human. about you. It has to be a human connection. But so the other thing, too, about what you did is like, OK, if you saw five times in a row that you really just, you know, off the bat when you look at somebody like whether you're going to have chemistry or not or like how you were saying, OK, I gave people a chance that I wouldn't normally have given a chance visually, but you start to trust your instincts yes, because you've now seen it X amount of times yeah. versus like a one-off. Like you can make excuses for yourself all day and all night. Let's just say someday I went on a date and I was like, oh, shit, I was really tired that day. So maybe that's why I wasn't super into this person. Let me go out with them again. And then you waste going on a second date with this person yeah. just because you don't trust yourself. If because that's you don't all know. it is. That's what it is. Well, and also I think sometimes we get into the, oh, but I should. Right. Right. Like that's, the That's pressure. a ludicrous way to live your life. Oh, like, oh, but I should because they were nice and they were the... Great, I'm nice. and But there's definitely had plenty of people be like, nope, no one no has sex with the other, though. Yeah, also, no talking... of the should? No talking into on any stretch of the imagination. I mean, yes, we're... This is, you know, not that black and white, but you don't... Should not have to really talk yourself into liking someone or would you want someone to talk themselves into liking you? No. Like, I don't want to be with someone who had to talk themselves into it. I understand sometimes, like, with you and Blake, like, there was a little bit of a... You guys had to, like talk things through and there were some pace issues like you moved at a certain pace and all that fine but like for the most part you shouldn't have to convince yourself like, well and also I was holding back chemistry 
Like I was delaying yes. like kind of what I slash we wanted to do for my own like need. It wasn't like trying. But you were trying to be thoughtful yeah. by doing that. You, but yeah. like the idea of like building chemistry like only works like acting in a movie. Yeah. <sighs> like that isn't something that, gr- you know, you grow and develop together. Sure. But like you spark or don't with people. The chemistry right. has to be there and whether it changes and whatever it does it together with somebody is its own thing, but it has to exist. Right. right. And it's not enough by itself. No. But like you definitely can't invent that. No. no. And it's Ugh. okay to like accept and acknowledge like sure. what doesn't do it for Don't you. take it personally too because some, you went on plenty of dates where like you had a oh. great time and they were not. Yeah. I was the king of like, so should we do this again? It's fine. No, yeah, totally. No, you're right. I don't need friends either. It's fine. No, I've got lots of friends too. I mean, right? LA so hard. That that like where you feel like you're like backwards walking out of a place. Like, no, it's fine. So no, I really wasn't that into you either. I would have sex with you right now in this bathroom, but But other than that, that's where I draw the line. Oh my god. Okay, so not a classy man. Whatever. You know, you don't always have to be classy, and sometimes people are not classy. So let's just say you work on some projects where there's a lot of bunch of crazy people like the one that is what is its name that we're talking about oh, here the side of crazy yes okay yeah. so there's so many different personalities in that family obviously we talked about you have your family and there's like five days of really heavy christmas coming up but do you feel like there's an appropriate way to handle that dynamic like you're walking in and what is the first thing you maybe tell your significant other like all right pace yourself or this person is this crazy this person is this crazy do you uh, give them the rundown contact. or do oh, yes. you let them just like fend for themselves no, like what's I'm your definitely a forewarned as forearmed person i like, agree do not walk me in somewhere and not tell me everything that you know about the dynamic we're walking into and same like i can't imagine like that to me would be a deal breaker i'd be like you needed to tell me of course that that... i agree oh Where's but the also prep? i really enjoy that it goes back to the like this is what i like about this person this person you know avoid this particularly if you're not obligated in this situation, if it's related to my work, I want you to have a good time. So I'll be like, you'll like this person, you'll like this person, this person does this and just sort of go with it. Uh-huh. I feel like that's a great way to navigate Having all of life. Somebody mentally prepare is never a bad thing. I I like to be mentally prepared. So I tell people too, like I need to be mentally prepared. Like what does it look like before a performance? Sometimes I'm like, what does it look like? Where's the state? Like, I want to know. I don't want to like get up there and be trying to think of all these other things I have to do and then be shocked by what like visually is happening around me or like a party situation. If there's some crazy I need to know about, like some stupid ex is going to be there or something like, can you let me know? Because I don't want to walk in and be like, Mental preparation is key yes. for me. Like, do I take a Xanax in advance or do I just wing it? Will right. there be enough wine? Should we bring some wine? What's this vibe? Is this a quick cameo? Right. Do we need to stay all night and I need to make it work? But it also speaks to, as you know, as you get a little bit older and it relates to both dating and friendships and work, it becomes less about, you let go of the idea of finding a perfect match. Sure. Because there are no perfect people. And the people in your life, at a certain point, you have to accept the flaws that aren't changing. You know, it's, if you've been friends with somebody for 10 years, 15 years, and this thing annoys you, you've either addressed it and it hasn't changed. So at some point you have to say, I accept that about them yep. and I'm not going to be upset by it anymore because it's not changing. And same, you know, yeah. I'm occasionally patronizing. I can be a little pedantic. If you're going to be my friend, you can either be like, hey, you're being an asshole, but you do have to accept that. That's you. And that goes with friends, with family, with work, like s- accepting the unchangeable things. Exactly. It's a big way to like moving to peace because in your you relationships. can't complain. You're also not allowed to stay and complain too. Right. Like no. if it fucking bothers you, then go. And if you're staying, then or you're accepting it. it. So yeah. then 
figure out how you can accept it better and stop blaming and shaming someone else for being you because you already know what you're getting. You signed up for this. Yeah. Speak up and fix the changeable things or shiftable. I think of them as shiftable, right? There are things that are shiftable when you think about like how, how you need to be loved, how I show love to you may not be the same way that you like being, so I can add yours into mine. But like core traits... Like, accept it or get on. All right, I but agree. so now what if somebody in your family was like, nah, this Blake guy's got to go. Like, how do you, do you stand up for him? Oh, yes. Or do you just, Yeah, like, like at a party, if some conflict happens and it's like family member v. Blake, like, who do you stick up for? V. Uh, I think when you bring somebody into your family, like when you cross the like this person, this relationship is family, you know, dating, it's different. That may be a thing that tells you, oh, something about this may not work. Right. As you decide who's right and wrong, Trial and error, period. But once you cross the like, this is it, this is my person, that person has to be your first person. I Love your family. Love the world you grew up in. That's the world I was born into. This is the one I'm choosing to build. Sure. That's that's my team. Yeah. That's... But and what if Blake did something wrong and you're well, like, the, oh. No. Well, if you're wrong, wrong. Like, yeah. if there's a right and wrong in this situation, what, whoever's wrong. Like, yeah. at that point, it's family. So whoever's right is right. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, right. Just but be fair. if it's like not about... There's literally a right and wrong in it. It's just a this person or support or relationship something, yeah. or communication or whatever. No, you get you get the you back up your and sometimes your, you do the like you don't get to talk to them that way no matter what. And then in the car you're like, but it was wrong that you said that. Sure. Yes. It, basically, you're producing. That's my life. Like yes. I produce I produce shows. I produce movies. I produce relationships. I produce gatherings. <laughs> but it also that's a, a thing about fighting that I've been obsessed with a lot lately is that when people argue in relationships, family, friendship, real relationships, you end up fighting about two different things. The thing that you're fighting about and also how you're fighting. Agreed. And so many fights get lost in the second part of like you yelled at me or you said this Mm -hmm. and you're no longer, you're not fixing the original issue and you're just fighting about how you fight. That's a big one for me because acting like you're never going to fight is stupid. Learning how you both fight or how you both argue and what things in that are or aren't fair or what you both need in an argument when it happens so that you're not doing that at the same time. I'm a literal, literal person. I will take every word that you say as literally are you, what as possible. Are, what's your sign? What are you? Sagittarius. Weird. You sound so Capricorn. It's right on the cusp, apparently. I'm a Capricorn. Mm. Capricorn, so Capricorn, yeah. Capricorn. But so if you get hyperbolic in an argument with me, mm. I you're will like, take every word that you said literally. Yeah, you're like, well, don't I do just that. never feel like you love me. What? Yeah. Oh, well, then we need to break up. Right. Yeah. Because, it, like, separate from whatever we're arguing about, this is going nowhere because I'm definitely doing a lot of what I have to give in a relationship. So this is, you know, so how you fight matters yes. and that you know how to fight, at least in a way is some kind of compromise of your communication, whether it's I need time to cool down and then we can talk about it again. I want to talk about it right now. Maybe we should try tomorrow. Those things. It clouds it otherwise because well, like what you're saying, you're fighting about the thing, like about the fight now instead yes. of the real the issues. communication is how, what you end up starting to fight about. Like, I don't like the way you said that. You're putting words in my mouth. Now we're not even fucking talking right. about the no, shampoo that I we're fighting about. Was, yeah. I don't like being yelled at. Store. I shut yeah. down if you start yelling at me because I don't understand why that's a form of, like, yeah. why? That's yeah. a big one for me is knowing yeah. how to argue in a way that does the least damage to both of you when yep. it happens. Or at least being able to say, right now you're doing that thing we talked about when we were both calm. Yeah. So let's not do that and let's go back to, like, what's the thing we really need to discuss? And my other one is... Talk about a thing when it's annoying, not when it makes you angry. 
Of course. You know, yes. like say it the first time or the second time. Because then when you, you do that, it bothers me rather than waiting for that explosion because I am, I don't, you, I don't yell. Like if you get me to a yelling place, the world is ending. Me too. That's how I'm I the I'm same a cold and it gets real cold and real still when I'm really upset. Me too. I'm not volcanic. And if you get me there, we're not coming back. It's hard. I don't yell. I've never been a yeller in no. a relationship. And if you do it to me, I literally will stare at you in silence and leave the room. Like, yeah. goodbye. I'll Done. probably just start crying. And then I've been told in relationships, like with, with one boyfriend, that when I started to cry, then he would be like, you are, you're playing the victim. Like manipulating. And yeah, like making it then like I'm wrong for crying. I'm like, you're literally yelling in my face about my character. I don't know what else to do at this point because I'm so hurt yeah. that you think these horrible things about me. Why are we even together? Kind of like what you were saying. Like, yeah. well, how do you come back from that? And then be like, yeah. let me just erase everything I just said. Yeah. But that's a good, honestly, that is a really great way to like avoid conflict, like in the, in the beginning stages, right? Like, Say it when it's annoying. Don't say it when you're already in this explosion. And try and keep in mind, like, there are communication issues that are happening that's going to elevate the fight into another level. So, like, try to keep those, you know, be communicative also about how you want to talk and how you want to talk things through. It's not going to be the same every time. Like, I'm talk, I speak differently than my fiance. Like, yeah. we don't, we don't communicate the same way. Yeah. Sometimes we do, but we don't really. And he is very clear about what he needs in an argument. Like he does not like words put in his mouth at all. Yeah. Like kind of like you. That's what I asked. I thought maybe you were a Taurus. No, <clears throat> but he's it's so literal. Yeah. We have very different communication styles. Like very, like I'm a, I, I'm a, I just heard you say yep. this. Is that what you meant? Before yeah. Ooh, I respond you to it. I yeah. like that. Well, because I learned my very first boyfriend was a painter literally articulating things in words was difficult for him. Yeah, sure. Like, period. And so I'm like, what are you trying to say? And he's like, he would actually get, you know, frustrated to the point of not being able to, like, <clears throat> put his thought into a sentence, which to me as an over-communicator was bonkers. Yeah. But he needed, like, the space to calm down so he could think about what he wanted to say mm -hmm. and then come back and talk to me. So I had to learn the patience of waiting to have the argument discussion when he was ready to share the words. And then I would have, but, and I would say, well, you just said, which isn't what he said, which is what he said, but not, not what, what he thought. thought he yeah. Said. Yes. Right. So I, uh, now I'm arguing with a thing he doesn't even sure. realize no, he said. And it won't commit to having said it. And I'm obsessed with, and I, as a young, you know, pretentious post-adolescent saying, you just said, literally said, da, 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 yeah, da. Like, no, I didn't. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, you did. You know? Yeah. So. And, but then you're fighting about the other fighting things about and not fight, even about not the... About yes. Well, that's... so we all talk about like the languages of love. I think the languages of uh, arguing yeah. is something you also have to suss out in the beginning. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, literal like you guys. I hate when somebody says to me, um, did you mean this? Like... Or, or they ins they decide what I meant was something else laced with emotion. I'm like, I literally only said these words, and that is exactly what I meant. Don't give it more like emotion than it had, because it actually had none. Yeah. I want the thing, and I want the thing. Yeah. Right. What I said, I promise, I will say all of the words I mean. All of them. In case you can't tell. I'll even say I more. I will say all of them, and then some, and I'll rephrase it and re-clarify it, right. like I'm teaching you know, traffic school or something. Right. We have to say it three different ways. Right. I'll ribbon dance for styles. you if you want, but oh, please. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, ultimately I think communicating about communicating <gasps> is super important. Mochi, Mochi agrees. Exactly. And this has been such a wonderful gift to everybody for the holiday season. So if you do get into a relationship, 
consider having all of these conversations. Ew, it's it makes sense. Front. I think, be, yeah, being upfront about how you feel is like the set off to all of it. It can sound different for everyone. It's different for you. Yeah. It sounds different for you. But that is really, guys, just don't be afraid to be you to talk about what you want and how you feel. It's the cusp. It starts everything. That's the cusp of everything on a date, in a relationship, any stage of it. That is like it is sounds so simple, but it's difficult. And you just have to check yourself every day. Yeah. This is remind yourself that's what you do. I mean, you make it sound so simple and easy now it is blood sweat and tears to get to understanding those things about yourself but it's not about trying to be perfect or find perfect it's making sure your imperfects go together exactly Absolutely. and now so if people wanted to stalk you on the socials come see any of your performances shows things you produce all of the things you do where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Actually Emerson, on Instagram at Emerson Collins. I'm producing Del Shore's newest play, This Side of Crazy, here in LA at the Zephyr Theater, opening January 31st, delshores.com for those tickets. Yay. And, you know, other things. Other things Yay. in the works. And also he'll be, you know, caroling around town. That will be happening. <laughs> Look forward to that. I yeah. am down for that Christmas cheer, you guys. And don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guests two peas and a Prada so pumped and join the class of master daters follow us you guys on social media at complicated show and uh, at it's complicated wherever you get your podcast rate comment tell a friend and you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets and you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets as well and we'll be back next week love, love you long time, time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 